Hello, and welcome back to the Brady Breaks Club podcast, your go-to place for weekly stats, game-breaking news, and a little extra fun. I'm your favorite league commissioner and host, TJ Moore. Hope you all enjoyed the first week of fantasy football action and that you got to sit down and watch some football. Our league had a lot of exciting close matchups that came down to the wire, so this is hopefully a precursor for how the remainder of the season will go. For this week, I'll be reviewing our week two matchups and diving into the mystic of the fantasy football universe. Last week, I went five and one with my matchup predictions, so the odds are in your favor if I pick your team to win. Starting with our best matchup of the week, we have Game of Jones against the Texas Gilmanators. ESPN currently has the game projected to end with the exact same score, so this will be a close matchup. As much as I love the Gilmanators team, I think Game of Jones takes the win. Her team plays weaker defenses, and I think Kyler Murray will have a big week. The Texas Gilmanators might learn that the night is dark and full of terrors. Team KJ and Flavortown also have a close projected match, but I think KJ has a big edge. ESPN is currently underestimating KJ's team, and we should expect big games out of Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller. In a father-son matchup, Kip Exotic takes on Chance. Although Kip has taught Chance everything he knows about fantasy, I think Chance shows the master how it's done. I'm not sure who Kip Exotic's second running back will be, but I don't expect them to score more than 10 points. This should give Chance the edge he needs to pull off a victory. Brad takes on the ABCDs in what will be an interesting game to watch. Can Aaron Rodgers bounce back this week to help propel the ABCDs to victory? Will Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson be able to keep up the scoring for Brad now that Washington is playing their backup quarterback? I'm interested to see how these factors shape out, as they will impact the rest of the season. I have a feeling that Brad will reshuffle the alphabet and hand the ABCDs their first L. The Fiddler is currently the underdog in a matchup against the Boiling Beefaronis. Both teams struggled to put up big numbers last week, but I expect the Fiddler to pull off the upset. Look for Russell Wilson to cook up some big numbers while putting a sizzle to the boiling beefaroni's chances. Finally, Jake from State Farm takes on the Tyson Chicken Fingers. Both teams are currently winless, and ESPN favors Jake to take the win. At the quarterback position, Jake has a massive advantage with Patrick Mahomes, but for position players, the Chicken Fingers look stronger. I think Tannehill will stay close enough to Mahomes' points to fry up the first victory for the Tyson Chicken Fingers. Ever since our draft three weeks ago, I've noticed some weird fantasy football juju in the universe. And no, I'm not talking about Juju Smith-Schuster, the Steelers wide receiver. Let me give you some examples of the weird energy I feel the football universe is putting off. To start, the Ravens lost all three of their starting running backs to season-long injuries before they played a single regular season snap. Then, the 49ers coach decided to sit backup running back Trey Sermon for unknown reasons. Normally, this wouldn't be a big deal, but the starter, Raheem Mostert, went down with a season-ending injury. The Broncos' breakout wide receiver Jerry Judy looked great for the first half, but then almost broke his ankle. He's now out for a majority of the season. Now, injuries are normal in football, but this next one isn't. A week ago, a two-year-old giraffe named after Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow died suddenly. Any one of these things could be a coincidence, but all of them combined makes me think that the football universe is trying to tell us something. In order to attempt to listen to the universe, I've chosen a few of our fantasy football teams to do a tarot card reading for. In case you don't know what a tarot card reading is, 
Essentially, the reader, aka myself, pulls a card from a special deck, and that card says something about you. Full disclosure, but I have no idea what the actual meaning of any of these tarot cards is, so I'll be making up my own interpretations. So everyone take a deep breath and help me access my inner boulder hippie. The first team I'll review is Team KJ, and for his team, I drew the tarot card, The Devil. Now, some of you may think that this is a negative outlook for his team, but I think it's the opposite. The Devil is typically associated with feelings like fear, anger, hate. Those are all feelings I would have if I was playing against Team KJ. So I think this is a way of the universe telling us that Team KJ is a team to be feared, and that he'll likely go far. So Team KJ, keep up that devil energy, and you might make it to the playoffs. For Flavortown Football, I drew the tarot card, The Star. Now this one was a pretty easy analysis. Flavortown Football's quarterback is Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the biggest star in the NFL. So if Tom Brady does well, Flavortown Football will do well. If Tom Brady struggles, I think Flavortown is in for a rough season. For Jake from State Farm, I drew the tarot card, Temperance. Now, to be honest, my vocabulary isn't the best, so I didn't actually know what this word meant. From a quick Google search, I think this is a way of the universe telling Jake that he has a missing ingredient on his team. And my advice, that missing ingredient is Julio Jones. Julio Jones is currently Jake's second wide receiver, but I just don't think he's that good. Maybe this is a way of the universe telling Jake that he needs to use one of his 50 running backs to trade for somebody better than Julio. Maybe a simple move like that is enough to improve his team and push him into the playoffs. Game of Jones is currently one of my favorite teams in the league, and ESPN agrees with me. They have her projected to finish in second place at the end of the year. That means right now she's a championship team. But when I drew the tarot card The Tower, I thought it was fitting. I might be expecting her to go far, but when you think of a tower, it's multiple flights of stairs. You don't just stop once you get to the first flight of stairs and say you're a championship team. She still has a long ways to go, and that means that she has a lot of work to put in. She might have to make a couple key pickups off the waiver wire, or maybe even a trade to stay on top of the league. I still expect her to go far, but I think the universe is saying, don't get complacent, Game of Jones. You still have to put in the work. There's one team I've been really hard on this year, and that's the Fiddler. For starters, I gave him the jinx after the draft, and I selected him to lose in the first week matchups. He did come away with a small victory, but it was in a low-scoring match. Overall, I would say the Fiddler hasn't gotten off to the best start, but I think his fate is about to change. I drew the card, the emperor, for him. When I think of an emperor, I think of a king or a ruler. At the end of our fantasy season, we will crown a champion, so maybe this is a way of the universe telling the fiddler that he will be that champion. Like I said earlier, I'm not an expert in tarot card reading, but I still think that this is a good sign for the fiddler, and he should expect to go far this season. For Kip Exotic, I drew the card Wheel of Fortune, which is ironic given how his season has gone so far. He drafted two wide receivers early in the draft and waited at running back. His two running backs ended up being J.K. Dobbins and Raheem Mostert. If you remember from a few minutes ago, both of those guys are down with season-ending injuries. So Kip Exotic doesn't have a running back anymore. I think this is a way of fate telling him that he's in a rough place right now, but maybe things will get better. He's likely going to have to find a trade or work the waiver wire to find a replacement at running back. If you think of the late-night TV show, Wheel of... Fortune! Kip Exotic just took a spin on the wheel, but it ended up on bankrupt. That doesn't mean the next time he takes a spin, it won't end up on something positive. 
We will have to wait and see how Kip Exotic's season goes, and if he'll be able to recover from these injuries. The last team I reviewed was the Texas Gilmanators, and for his team, I drew the card Death. Typically, you don't want Death associated to you, as it normally means a negative. In Week 1, the Texas Gilmanators scored over 180 points, which was almost a league record. So maybe this is a way of the universe telling us that the Texas Gilmanators are going to bring death to all of his opponents. If that's correct, this should be viewed as a good sign and likely that the Texas Gilmanators will go far this year. That's going to do it for today's show. If you liked this episode, make sure you like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Hitting that subscribe button will give you a notification whenever I release a new episode so you can listen to it right away. If you have any ideas of future podcast content, let me know and we'll see if I can include it on the show. Best of luck in your week two matchups, and I'll catch you all next week. 